what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Oh my goodness. You can tell from the title, it's gonna be real. Right? Let's talk about the word entangle. Entanglement. We're going to talk about it today. Entangle. All right. If you have not looked this word up in a good Google search lately, Wikipedia, dictionary, you know, it means this to cause to become twisted together with or caught in, to involve someone in difficulties or complicated circumstances from which it is difficult to escape. Hello. Let me share that again. To cause to become twisted together with or caught in. To involve someone in difficulties or complicated circumstances from which it is difficult to escape. All right. I'm going to invite you to just think about anything in your life, any area where you feel caught up in something difficult or complicated, which you know you ultimately need or desire to be free from. What are you twisted up in? Just do a little self-inventory, see what comes to your mind. It might surprise you. Okay, make a mental note of that as we explore this topic on today, all right? Here's the thing. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to give you a little intro. I'm going to give you a Bible reference, all right? Some scripture reference because this is Spirit-filled Real Talk after all. And then I'm going to give you some ways that you can invite God to help you really heal from any entanglements that you have in your life, okay? So first, anything that tries to attack you where you're strong is a spirit of Delilah, okay? Bear with me here. So we often hear about Jezebel, right? (laughs) We hear about Jezebel quite a bit. We don't hear about Delilah very often. But Delilah is also an interesting spirit that you want to be aware of because She attacks where you're strong. Now, the reference to this is Samson in the Bible, the story of Samson and Delilah, okay? He basically told her in a vulnerable moment where the source of his strength is, which was his hair. And after some intimate moments together, they share this. He, thinking that they're growing close and they're absolutely in love, is on one wavelength and is gradually getting twisted and caught up in something complicated and doesn't even know. And she, on the other hand, knows exactly what's up and cuts off his hair and literally takes his power away. Interesting, right? So what does that mean for you? Whenever the enemy is really attacking parts of you, it's usually in an area of your strength, especially if it's repetitive. If you constantly keep getting hit in a certain area, That is usually giving you insight into an area where you have a lot of strength, 
Okay, so just keep that in mind. But we are tracking with the path of no more entanglements. We are tracking with the path of freedom. So what does it look like for you? What does God need to cut out of you? What does he need to prune off of you? What does he need to put in order in you? Think about that. Think about that. Because you really don't want to recycle pain, right? And you don't want to continue a generational curse. It stops with you. If you're listening to this podcast, you're somebody that owns that. It stops with me, okay? And what that can look like, just to be real, is God, I need you to break X, Y, or Z off of me. I need you to show me how to heal from X, Y, or Z. I need you to help me release X, Y, or Z. I need you to help me fix, right? Or I need you to fix just in general, right? Okay, so I promised a scripture. So I'm actually going to go to Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, okay? And this is just the NIV version. Since you might not have your word in front of you, your girl's going to help you out, all right? Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Whoa. Okay. I'm highlighting this verse. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Okay. What does that mean? That means you must be willing to unlearn things that might be comfortable, right? Sometimes we're comfortable in toxicity. Sometimes we're comfortable in dysfunction because we've learned that that's normal because we didn't see anything else and we weren't exposed to anything else. So you've got to be willing to unlearn, which is also being uncomfortable. So you also have to be willing to get uncomfortable, okay? So purpose In this case, in other words, purpose overrides preference. You might prefer comfort. You might prefer what's familiar. You might prefer these things, but your purpose overrides all of that, all right? So what are some phases that you can be aware of when the enemy is coming to attack you at the source of your strength and take your power away if you let him, because only you can do that, right? What are the phases? How does this happen? Number one is lure, L-U-R-E. The enemy will bait you, right? So really, the enemy will try to find you in a weak moment. The enemy will study you. He'll know when seasons are, you know, not not your high seasons. Seasons where you tend to be a little more, let's say, depressed or anxious. He knows situations and times of the day or different scenarios that really cause you to become frustrated or overwhelmed, right? And he knows basically when he can strike or when he can bait you, okay? So it's basically luring is where weakness meets opportunity, okay? So let's say, for example, you might be battle-weary, right? The word tells us that we'll reap if we won't faint. But what the enemy tries to do is he tries to give you an opportunity, (laughs) which is counterfeit, 
because you are tired, you are battle-weary, and you just want to get there. You just want to have that relationship. You just want to take that promotion. You just want to do that thing, and none of that has your purpose on it. And if God's not on it, you don't want it, okay? So pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. What are your tendencies? When do you tend to, to feel a little out of character? When are you a little weak? Are there certain seasons that affect you differently? For example, what do I mean by that? Valentine's Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving. These are all times where we could be a little more susceptible to being triggered, right? The next phase, number two, is he'll draw, right? So he'll start to draw us away from our conviction, what we know, our purity, our relationship with God, our intimacy, by getting us curious about something. So I'll just subtly start drawing you away. Well, this can't be that bad. Well, how far can I go until it's really sin, right? So you start getting drawn away from what ultimately you know. You know that you know, right? All right, and then the last one is where really he knows how to to punch, right? So what that means is he knows how to throw that right punch all the time. He doesn't even have to give you a jab or a left hook, right? Because he knows how to punch you, right? There's that thing that gets you every time, whether that is a betrayal, an offense, an addiction, an obsession, a preference, right? So basically, there's something in you that is rooted. And if it's not healed, it will continue to be something the enemy can use. So... If you've been abandoned and have this fear of abandonment, if that's not worked out, if that's not healed, if that's not fully addressed, that can still be an area of self-sabotage or way the enemy can attack, right? Okay, so here's the thing. With all of these, yes, we don't want to give the enemy any more credit (laughs) or any more airtime, but the thing is you have to choose to be free. You have to decide no more. Enough is enough, right? You have to be the one that initiates getting untangled, okay? All right. So remember this. Our job is not to decide the how. Our job is not to decide the when. Our job is to stay in position and to keep our hearts pure and open and available and to stay devoted and faithful, right? And to abide in the word, to abide in God, to delight in the Lord, right? Stay in position, stay, flee from sin and sexual immorality, flee from all this stuff, right? Don't get caught up in the wrong circles, right? We know these things. Now, I also think it's important to highlight something because I know that I am somebody that identifies as more introverted, meaning I enjoy having alone time. That doesn't freak me out. Like I'm not alone and lonely, I enjoy that. Like I enjoy being able to clear my mind. I enjoy journaling. I enjoy being still and knowing who's God. (laughs) I enjoy that because I'm usually very active. So I enjoy that. But I will say there's been times and seasons where I could use my introvertism, (laughs) my personality trait that I identify with, right? To mask pain and hurt. Ooh, I hope somebody's hearing this, to mask pain and hurt, meaning to stay isolated 
And we don't really heal when we're isolated. We need to be able to be in community. We need a safe place to go so that we can heal, so that we can process things, whether that's a recovery group, whether that's a Christian counselor. We need places where we can process pain and move through hurt so that we can grow from it, okay? Now, here's the thing. We can also mask our pain and hurt, though, and say we're introverted. So make sure that you can distinguish for you when you're just trying to avoid people and places and things because you're really hurt and you just want to be alone because the enemy can do a lot with your isolation and we're not designed for it, okay? So distinguish the difference for you between when you really are hurting and in pain and need to reach out and build some accountability around that process and some structure around that process and when you are actually just needing some quiet time, okay? This is important because you can start to manipulate yourself with your thoughts, your dysfunction, your craziness, your isolation. That can just make you wild, all right? So here is what you can do. You can move through this, but you've got to decide. You've got to build this awareness. That's really the first step, okay? So for example... Here's things that usually, before we go into how to alleviate the entanglements or how to get deliverance from them, I want to identify some of the things that cause them to be tighter, okay? So we minimize what we're walking through. I know way back in the day, I struggled with eating issues big time, and I minimized that like crazy. In fact, a lot of people didn't even know I was struggling, right? And because I reduced the intensity of it, that season was, I believe, extended when it never had to be, okay? Because I didn't face it in that season. There could be other things. There could be revisiting old hurts. Let's say you went through a breakup and it was sudden and there was no closure. So all you do is keep revisiting why that happened. Why did that happen? Why did that person leave me? Why did that person treat me that way? Why are they with somebody else? Why, 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 why? And you keep revisiting something you have absolutely no control over something that is no longer part of your story, and it keeps a tighter grip on that attachment. So rather than living your life and embracing and walking in the freedom that you've been given, you keep revisiting an old hurt or pain, and you're living there. And that is what you're comfortable with, that's what you're familiar with, and here's the thing, if you don't heal that and face that, you will probably attract another person that is either like that person that left in this example, or worse. Okay, so that's an example. The unforgiveness, that's essentially what unforgiveness is, where you keep revisiting this or replaying it in your mind. You will not release the person, the events, the situations. Second one is we keep circling around the same things. We just keep circling around them. Okay, so that can become pretty messy, right? We just keep facing the same scenarios because we won't look within. We keep looking outside and blaming other people. So we keep circling around thoughts that are the same, dysfunction that is the same, surrounding ourselves with people that get that same thing, right? And then the other one is lingering. We just linger in that stuff. We don't do anything to heal from it, to learn from it, to grow from it. We just linger in it and stew in it. And what that does is it creates emotions that are heavy, that are negative, that lead to depression and many other things that we're not designed to process or carry. So it can get pretty nuts if you are revisiting things, circling around things, or just lingering in them. Think about stagnant water. 
if you've ever seen stagnant water that is just still, it starts to get nasty real quick and you can smell it, okay? That's kind of what this toxic stuff does if we don't handle it well, all right? So here's the thing. You do not want your soul tied up. Any ungodly soul tie, you want to cut yourself off from that. You want deliverance from that. And you can say that in Jesus' name. I sever any ungodly soul tie in the name of Jesus. And if you know these are ungodly soul ties, you can say even the names of these people, okay? A visual. All right, so picture, you're going to have to track me, okay? Picture a huge ball of yarn, okay? And person number one, let's say it's a dude. All right, the dude has got, <laughs> not the dude, but you get me. The dude has got a ball of yarn. Now there's a chick on the other side, okay? Dude has some issues. He's got some character defects. He's got some entanglements. Let's say he's got pride. He's got idols, particularly money, and uh, let's say sex. He's stubborn. He's uh, selfish. Let's just say that's where he's at. He's got some entanglements and some things that he hasn't dealt with. Okay, now Chick. Chick, Chick's got some issues too. She's got some insecurity. She's got, let's see, what else does she have? She's got some resentment, some unforgiveness, and some lust. Okay, so let's say dude meets Chick. Dude throws the ball of yarn to the Chick. Okay, so picture the ball of yarn and a huge string connecting to this woman, and she catches the ball of yarn, okay? Now, let's say, can you picture this? So there's a guy holding part of the string and a woman holding part of the string. They have a tie, but they've got entanglements. So you've got two people with entanglements all tied up. And let's say they have a child, okay? This child is born into entanglements if these two people do not deal with them. There you have a generational curse. With me? Okay. That's an example one. <laughs> now, there's another example where, let's say, dude and chick, right? Dude keeps revisiting what he should and shouldn't be doing with sin. I should do that. I shouldn't do that. I should do that. I shouldn't do that. And he's just walking around this woman and tying her feet up, basically, with this yarn every time he goes back and forth, okay? So hopefully you can see that. It's hard to do if you don't have the actual visual, but you get the idea. Getting tied up and twisted up in things that are not for you, it makes it really hard to escape. If your feet are tied up, it makes it really hard to walk away. It makes it really hard to run. <laughs> if your heart is tied up around some person, it makes it really hard to, to cut that tie, right? If you don't deal with this dysfunction, it's going to be really hard to understand what freedom actually looks, feels like experientially. It's going to be really hard, but you can't let that really keep you back from your purpose, okay? So, picture that song now, that Jesus breaks every chain. So, even if you're all tied up in chains, we were using yarn because that felt more friendly. <laughs> even if you're all caught up, you've got to, what does this mean? That Jesus will break every chain? It means that you've got to give the dysfunction, the thoughts, the unforgiveness, the addiction, Whatever it is, even if you don't think it's a big one, food addiction, right? Whatever it is for you, give it to Jesus because particularly if it's an addiction or something that in your own strength that you can't let go of, only God can do that. You on your own can't do it, otherwise you would have, 
right? It sounds like the Apostle Paul. He tried and tried to do these things that he knew he shouldn't be doing, but he couldn't stop it. He couldn't stop it. All right, so here is, if you're getting the point of how entanglement can be a really big issue, yes, you could be born into entanglements, which that just is not fun. I, I am an example of that, and it's just not fun because in an ideal situation, you would be born into the world and there would be a great foundation for you. There would be love. There would be really devoted and present parents. There'd be provision. There'd be all this great stuff, right? And you could just build on that foundation. But a lot of times when parents are entangled, right, a child is born into the world and they've got to break through a lot of stuff because they're already entangled in it without asking for it. So they got to sift their way through that and they have to build a new foundation and then hopefully still in their lifetime, build on that new foundation. So I have a heart (laughs) for these underdogs for sure. But that's the thing. Now, if you are a child that was born into entanglement, that's still not denying what you're entangled in and it's not blaming people for what they've been entangled in. Huge difference. It's actually taking ownership of what your entanglements are, trusting that God will help other people with their own and that they may or may not actually change because they might not be willing to. But you, you're here because you're willing to. So that brings me to, all right, I get it. I'm entangled in whatever that thing I thought about at the top of this podcast. I've learned how it can be crazy and how my job is to stay in position. And I'm not really in position when I'm hiding and pretending that my introvertism <laughs> keeps me safe, or if I'm not really facing the thoughts that I'm thinking in my mind, the dysfunction that I've grown accustomed to and comfortable with, I've got a deal. So I'm going to make the assumption <laughs> in love that you want to get untangled. But the question is, do you trust that God can untangle you? Do you trust that he can untangle you? If you do, here is a few, here are a few things that you can apply. Number one, increase your devotion. Increase your devotion. And if you don't have devotion time with God, start. Increase it. Without devotion, there's no direction. So devotion is what gives us our direction. And we won't be entangled. We can't get entangled if we hear God clearly. If we can discern God's voice among all the other voices, even our own. Okay? So the number one thing to do is increase your devotion. (laughs) Next, next, you want to hang with the devoted. You want to walk with the devoted, okay? You want to make sure that you've got quality in your corner. So just picture a boxing ring for a second. When this dude is out in the ring punching and getting beat up and getting cut up and it's a mess, you want somebody that's really good at, 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 you know, covering up those cuts in the corner. You want somebody that's really good at hydrating you, (laughs) at talking and speaking life into you, right? After you've been beat up in the ring. So think about that. You need somebody, you need a safe place where you can bleed that's not on social media, that's not, you know, with other people that are comfortable bleeding all over the place, right? You need a place to heal from that. You need a place where you'll get convicted, right? If you're not doing things that are in alignment with freedom, right? And you'll you'll start to see what that looks like and feels like when you hang out with devoted people. Like even being around them will start to make you feel convicted. Like you won't be comfortable going into 
the old places and the old temptations and the sinful things that you've done, right? Again, not good, bad, right, or wrong, no judgment here, right? But you're not going to be comfortable with sin in your life when you hang around devoted people. Not perfection, okay? Not perfection. But you're not actively going to be lured into, be drawn into, right? And you won't be taken off the path. You won't allow that to happen when you're hanging around devoted people. You'll be stronger, okay? The number three Be devoted to the process. And this one is huge because the process never looks like or feels like what you think or expect. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) We think it's going to be short. It ends up being like seven years, right? We think it's going to be long and it ends up being the next day, right? We, We just don't have a sense of God's timing. We might have a sense of the season. We might have some ideas of what he's up to, even some revelation, but still, God is in, in complete control, right? And we know when we prophesy only in parts. So there's some things that are meant for God. There's some things that are meant for us, okay? But there are some things that you can do. You are here to live free indeed. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. So this isn't actually a message about entanglement. This is a message about freedom. Yes, you can choose entanglement, but that's not what you're designed for. That's not what you're here for. So the encouragement on today is to reflect. Let me just take you back through. To reflect on anything that you, when you think of the word entangle or entangled or entanglement, (laughs) think about anything that is highlighted to you. Take a mental note of that. Okay? Now, there's some things to be aware of. Where might you be hiding or masking your pain? which could be prolonging your process versus being devoted to it. Where do you constantly seem to be attacked? You know, is it in the area of finance? Is it in relationships? Is it with your mindset and how you think and, and talk to yourself? Where, where is it? Okay. When you think about how the enemy moves, whether he's luring you into things, whether he's drawing, into you th- drawing you into things, or what, if he just hits you with a punch, right? You can, he can just get you with that same old thing. What are you choosing to give into? Where are your weaknesses? It's just really wisdom to know where your weaknesses are. And how are those preventing you from staying in position? That awareness is helpful because then you can decide how you can put some accountability and structure into your life so that you have buffers against that, okay? And then realize that this isn't something getting untangled is not something you can do on your own. It's something that is supernatural and it's something that you've got to be willing to release to God. And that is going to be a very personal prayer, okay? And you've got to trust that God can do it. God can untangle you. You can't, otherwise you probably would have by now, but God can. And nothing, it may be too great for man, too great for you, but nothing is impossible for God. So increase your devotion, hang with the devoted, walk with the devoted, and be devoted to the process. All right. Oh my goodness. I hope I know this was one that probably is not the most fun that you can think of. However, when you can face the real tough, real real tough. <laughs> when you can face you and you can face the real stuff, right? Rather than just be tough, you will find freedom. You will be free indeed. You don't want to just be kind of free. You want to be free indeed. 
You want to have that exceedingly abundant life. You want God to answer your prayers and God wants you to be healed and whole more than you do. You've just got to cooperate. All right. So I hope this message blessed you. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to Spiritville Real Talk on the Apple Podcast app over on Spotify. So go ahead and do that. You can also connect with me over on Instagram at Miss Juliana Page, and you can visit a lot of great tools and resources, a self-mastery course, God's Vibes Matter books, different consulting services and strategy sessions to help you break through. Check all of that goodness out over at julianapage.com. All right. Until next time, guys, stay blessed.